Hello and welcome to another episode of the Pixelated Podcast. I am Patrick Reif. And I'm Alex McGlynn. And today we're going to talk about how to use forms and questionnaires inside of your live event. Yep. And as always, again, this works for virtual and in-person events. There's no excuse to not be collecting data. You've heard us harp on this countless times over the last few months. Collect data and then do something with it. Uh, so Let's start small. If you've listened to like 40 of these podcasts and you haven't collected any data yet, you're thinking too big about it. Don't be afraid to just compartmentalize it and start with something. Pick three things you want to know. Yeah. Just like three things. Like, yeah. you know, it doesn't matter. It, it, name, email, and industry. Just pick three things and start moving. Uh, so number one, Hide it as a quiz or a game. Um, so I'm sure everyone who's listening has either seen, had the opportunity, or maybe themselves has entered into one of those conference give giveaways where you have to answer five questions about yourself, put your name and email in, and then you're entered for you know free tickets for next year or for uh, some partner gift card, or maybe you just get free swag when you play. Um, whatever it is, that's a really easy way to just hide a fun experience. Uh, high data collection in a, a fun experience. This is not a shameless plug. Uh, this is just a, a, a reality. The product that we sell, Pixie Web oh, and Pixie Tab Plus and Pixie Tabs, they're all photo booths, yes, but they have a forms feature built into them that allows our customers to ask questions to the people taking their photos. The reason it works and the reason we do that is because the fun experience doesn't really mask, but it kind of lessens the blow of having to answer questions or provide information. So people feel like they're getting something in exchange, so they're more likely to respond. Um, it's the same thing with quizzes and games. If you make a competition out of it, or you uh, make it a cool experience, or there's going to be a winner, it lessens the blow of asking people for information. And again, it kind of makes it less awkward Trojan horses it, however you want to say it. Um, but again, it kind of hides it as uh, something fun to do. And people aren't stupid, they're gonna figure out what you're doing, but they'll still participate. Uh, it's the reason people give their information to Instagram and Facebook all day long. They want the experience, they don't care about how much data is being taken, typically. Yeah. yeah, so number two is don't be afraid to ask the, uh, like ask the questions that you're actually, so don't be afraid. Like. Don't be afraid to ask them here where you would normally be afraid to ask them. Um, there are probably a lot of questions that you want to ask your potential uh, clients, prospects, whatever the case may be, um, but it's awkward. Like sometimes it's just weird to ask somebody, what is your budget uh, face to face? Um, sometimes it's weird to ask people questions that puts them on the spot, um, either because they don't know yet or they need to like look at their cheat sheet or whatever the case may be. So it's a great chance for you to kind of pull out all the stops and really ask those questions. There's no guarantee that they're going to be answered. Uh, there's no guarantee that the answers are going to be accurate, but at the same time, you might get one or two entries in it that start to glean a little bit more information in, in kind of that specific vertical of, of questioning that, that, that ideally you would have more insight into. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and next point, make it fun, lighten up. Uh, just because you're asking a bunch of questions that you want the answers to, or you're trying to collect data, doesn't mean it has to be this really arduous process. I always tell people when we're setting up our product for them, making questions mandatory makes some people feel uncomfortable, especially if it's one of those questions that you wouldn't normally ask. 
you know, so maybe don't, or maybe just front the issue and be like, hey, I know, like, say it in the thing. I know this is a super random question, but you enter your question. Just again, lighten up a little bit, make it a little bit more lighthearted. You know, point out the elephant in the room. Uh, people will chuckle to themselves about it and they're much more likely to actually answer and complete the survey or the questionnaire or the NPS score, uh, whatever it is. Uh, so again, don't be too uptight about it. You can still get data and have fun doing it. Yep. So next up on the list would be don't be afraid to uh, to tee it up for some critical uh, feedback. Um, you know, it is hard to get real feedback. Uh, it's usually great when you can do it in a blind capacity. Um, so uh, if you ask somebody to their face, like, what do you hate about me? Like, they're not going to tell you. But if, you know, like you float them a question and guarantee anonymity, they might be like, your breath is awful. Um, like that's meant to be a little bit funny, um, but 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 truly speaking, right? Like, what do you hate about our industry, right? Like, what are the pain points? What are the things about our product that are just a deal breaker for you? Um, there's probably, if, if, if you are operating any kind of competent marketing stack at all, you know where your drop-off points are, right? You know cause of your churn, you know cause of customer loss, like all of that stuff. Like, ask those questions in that moment. One, I think that people that are participating are gonna appreciate your willingness to hear things that aren't great about you. Uh, and two, it, it, it you know potentially gives you a huge leg up on all of your competition in solving the next set of barriers to entry for adoption of your product, service, platform, whatever the case may be. Yeah, and one more thing I would add to that is, especially when you're asking hard questions um, or awkward questions, like around budget or revenue or anything like that, give people ranges. If you ask them for a really specific number, you probably won't get it. Uh, but if you ask them for like semi-broad ranges where you can still make enough of an inference to know what their buying power is or if they're going to fit into uh, your um, ideal customer profile, then uh, again, make, the, make them a little bit smaller, not too broad, but if you give people uh, a range like, oh, our budget is fifty to $75,000, that tells you enough to know where they're going to fit in your buying process and uh, they're probably going to more likely to answer it because it's not a specific number. Um, just always keep that in mind. Asking for hard numbers or really specific answers right. doesn't lead to a lot of good responses. So lastly, turn the answers into something everyone can share. This is definitely not easy to do. We're not going to pretend like it is. Uh, this is probably for more advanced uh, data capturing listeners. But every time you're getting people to respond to a questionnaire or to a survey, um, or to do a quiz or to participate in some sort of game where there's information capture attached to it, uh, you have the opportunity to ask them some industry specific questions uh, that could turn into some really cool pieces of content later down the road. So whether it's their view on the industry, it's industry trends, uh, maybe you're doing some sort of anonymous budget report, uh, maybe you're doing it for fellow vendors and not even for your customers. There's a lot of different ways that you can work the data uh, to create cool content that is relevant to someone. Um, and you just have to think about what it is, what, what questions are you getting the answers to and how could you turn that into some sort of content later down the road. Maybe it's a thing about average marketing budgets. Um, maybe it's a thing about average revenue for com per company size. Again, you can be kind of creative. You don't have to ask super on the nose questions. Um, but again, if you're collecting a lot of data, there's things you can do with it other than just 
marketing to people. Yeah, and everyone struggles with coming up with great blog, great you know great blog post content, video content, all of that stuff. Uh, you know. Research will show that when you're using data points inside of your content, it's going to perform better. Mm -hmm. If those data points can be owned data points and they're not just you looking up and saying like, how many email addresses are there in the world in 2020, where it's just like this, this broad ambiguous points, but they're owned by you, the value goes up even further from there because they're going to be data points that no one else, including your, um, your, uh, your competition, like they don't have it because you're capturing it first person. So. That's how you do it. Uh, that brings us to the end of this episode. Before you go, if you could please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Your reviews help us find more listeners and also ensure that you are notified each time we publish a new episode. So, without thir further, 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 without further ado, I'm Patrick Reif. I'm Alex McLennan. Peace. <laughs>